following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Back in Studio B, code for basement at Dan's place for another edition of the Intentional Foul. Apologies for getting under the weather last week and not being able to pull one out, but... God, I really wanted to talk about that, I that know. Packer Cowboy I, game. I, I really wanted to pee in your cereal so bad. <laughs> I did. I was like, God, what were this you is gonna such, load up with? I was like, this is such a fluke win for the Packers. Yeah. This is a total... Typical McCarthy Cowboy loss versus Green Bay. The yep. Packers own the Cowboys. Yep. I was going to make nothing out of it, and I would have been correct. You would have been correct yeah. because they went out and they were. T- I'm going to be worthless about football because I didn't watch the game because we were doing a game. I didn't watch the Packers. Oh yeah, we had, we were yeah we had our first we, game. We, we we had our first game, so I didn't. I had it on DVR, but once I found out how bad they were, <laughs> you didn't even watch. I didn't it. want to go yeah. back and want to. No, I get it. Do? Yeah. Go break down the tape. I've or done something? that on many a Buck game. No, I, I just it. I'm not even going to bother. So I didn't. I didn't watch that. I just read uh, a bunch of stuff. I did watch a little bit of the Bears and the Falcons, and you and I were were texting back and forth. I didn't watch the Badgers because I was busy watching our UW Whitewater season come to a close. All I was told uh, that they pulled out a one-point win uh, when we were packing up our stuff um, for the season after the Warhawks got bounced in the first round, which we'll get to kind of at the end. So didn't watch a whole lot of football. And, and yesterday, outside of the, the the Bears and the Falcons, when you are entrenched in a program like we were with the Warhawks, like we got, we got, we felt like a part of the goings on, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you invest in your coach interview, you get to know all these players for the halftime interview and all that stuff with the athletic director, sports information. It's like you are a known group, I guess, throughout this. So it's like, I'm absorbing this a little bit harder than I thought I would. But I guess we had high. I didn't have national title aspirations by any stretch. I'm sure the team did, but I didn't think we get bounced in the first round. Well, so. and you had your first year excitement. Yeah, you know. So you know yes. now. Now going forward, your expectations will be a little more tempered. You'll yes. be a little more even keel. Right. But so, yeah, that's that's a tough way to go out. First round at home. Terrible. I appreciated your text. Tough loss. Yes, it was very very tough. But we'll get to that at the end. Um, let's start with the Packers losing to the Titans and Aaron Rodgers being bad, who took credit, as he always does after the game, for wobbly passes, which I was I thought that was interesting because it's like when we watch games and somebody who commits penalties or somebody makes a bad pass or somebody does something on a basketball court and they tap themselves like, yeah, that's my fault. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, who- we're, we're aware. <laughs> we're, we're aware of who threw the ball in the stands. Right! Like, what? Did you want to blame somebody else? Yeah, when I threw the ball at Aubrey's feet, he didn't really need me to tell him that I threw it at his feet. He was there. Did you have to tell him? Yeah, no. No, right. I didn't have to. Oh, no, he, I, usually I just got a look. Got, got a glare like, <laughs> yeah, I know that was terrible. Right. So, it's like, well, get longer arms. I don't know what to tell you. It's really disappointing, and you talked about it with the Cowboys, and I didn't think that the Cowboys win was a season turnaround. 
I didn't think it was a fluke, but it, it at least it gave you signs of life where it's like, okay. Well, was, yeah, because you had you, the, the people that did. Well, they're the nut they're, they're, okay, well, all we got to do in four days is shut down Derrick Henry, and we're at home, and we got momentum. Then we get 10 days to prepare for the Eagles, and we're going we're gonna to knock them off. That, that was the, the Packer line of thinking if you were – if you were in belief that the Cowboy game was a season turner. Well, they did half of it. They did a good job on Derrick Henry, but the problem is they allowed Ryan Tannehill to throw all over well, you. Well, that's what happens when you load up, right? I, you take something away, you give something up, and Tennessee exploited it. I'm I I I am done, I think. And I, I, I was almost done before the Cowboy game, and then they kind of pulled me back in a little bit. Now with that, and now going to Philly, no way. This is this is start start going for next season at this point. Whether it's with Rodgers, whether it's with Jones, whether it's an early draft pick. I mean, they're in what? Are they in the third or fourth in the division? Third. Bears they're, are they're ahead of the Bears, yeah. The Lions are in second. Yeah. I told you the Lions weren't that bad this year. Okay. Just because they've rattled off three games. Hey, man, win's a win. First time since 2000 or 1997. Jamal or Williams, Ty and Barry Sanders, most two touchdown games in a season. Jamal, those are two you names know, that I would have said funny? in the same sentence. Yes. Well, I mean, talking about Rodgers, like, he's, I think it's pretty obvious that his thumb is fucked up. Yes. But, but like his predecessor... Brett Favre, and I get it. We've all been athletes at our own respective levels. You don't ever go to a coach and say, I can't play, right? I'm too hurt. I'm too injured to play. Hurt is different than injured. I'm too injured to play. You you know, usually there has to be somebody, you know, coach, doctor, another teammate, whatever, front office this guy that, that, sits a, that sits the player down. Get him out, yes. But again... The Packer organization shows their true weakness. Who's the boss? And they allow Rodgers to continue to play, presumably injured. Either that or he's just got really bad. I just Which is hard to believe, right? It's just hard to believe that far that fast. The 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 cliff, like that's usually you can see you know, you could see Peyton Manning's arm dying. You could see the hits piling up on Favre. I mean, up until Really, towards the end of last year, Rodgers was plugging along just fine. Well, and even then, guys, when they hit that kind of start dissension level, you they still stick around for a while because there's some semblance of, yeah. okay, maybe, you know, it's just a new, a new system or a new coach or new roster or whatever, but it's like, this is not that. It is weird that he hasn't had a 300-yard passing game in 17 games. Even when they don't run the ball. That's weird. And even when you consider, like, seven or eight of those games, he still had Devontae mm-hmm. last year, right? So yep. that's a little weird. But I think it's obvious the guy's got a bum thumb and nobody is strong enough to sit him down. No. It's and, just... I, and, I, and you know, I guess you could always fall back. At, well, listen, we're still trying to make the playoffs. But even if you do... You're not winning four road games. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Uh, 
it, it would give you an opportunity to look at love in real time. And, you know, maybe he does well and you win a couple games and you get yourself, you can still get back in to the end of the playoff hunt. But I don't know. I mean, I think the, the thought of just benching Rodgers for bad play is laughable because, number one, when you look around the league, hasn't been all that bad. Right. You, you know, what I mean? compared, when you're comparing him to yeah. like Zach Wilson, who can't even break the century mark in yards passing. Rodgers is still pretty damn good. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, is this a situation where you know, let's say they're was there 17 games? Let's say they're five and ten with two games to go, no chance of making the playoffs. Oh, does Rodgers sit? Do you sit him? Do I they, would. You know? I would. Yes. Because you haven't seen love in any meaningful, and you can argue that it's not meaningful, but at least it's a regular season game. It's not well, a pre- had the one last year, right? Right. Against the Chiefs, I believe. Yes. And he was pretty awful. Yes. But that was on the road, short, you know, it was like a short week. He didn't know he was starting, and, I, you know, I think we were. Jane and I were coming back from Sedona, and somebody told us when we got on the bus at O'Hare what happened. Yeah. Of how bad it was. And I'm like, well, glad I missed that. Mm-hmm. Glad I was in the air when that debacle was going on. But you're not facing your your second and third string and guys who won't make the team like all love played in preseason. Right. You're actually facing, you know, bona fide defenses, number one guys, schemes for guys they want to come after the, you and they want to kill you type of stuff. I'd like to see how he handles that. You know, it's not the practice reps against your defense or your self-scout or whatever you're doing um, up at Lambeau, or I should say up at uh, Nitschke or whatever the indoor is up there on a on a weekly basis. Like, I want to see him against another team when they're flat out, both teams trying to win and putting everything out there rather than preseason. Because so far, outside of that game, like you mentioned, can't see, we haven't seen that yet. You know? So I I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean... It's not my money. I don't care. It's a waste of what you're paying him. Um, but it doesn't matter because you're going to be paying him for the next couple of years, whether he's a part of the team or anyway or not. But, um, no, I, I think absolutely you should. 100%. But season's over, though. Oh, God, yes. You're done. 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 New new new, will, new things to do on Sunday? No, Are you still going to watch? I'll, I'll watch passively, but I'm not going to have any rooting interest. Now I'm going to hate watch. Okay. And right. that's something I do well. <laughs> A lot of complaining, yeah. a lot of are you kidding me or what was that or what are we doing, stuff like that. Okay. And and there's been a lot of that so far, but there's going to be more of it because this team seems to excel at all those things. So Rooting for a draft pick. At yeah. this point, actively, yeah. yes. Yep. That would be nice. Uh, Bears, man, the end of that game was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. Thought it was there for, there for the taking, honestly. Um, and much like the Whitewater thing, bad pass, bad interception. There was an injury involved, and you can say whether that affected with the opposite shoulder, not the throwing shoulder, but at the same time, he looked like he was in he was in a in a bit of pain. But that Falcons' last drive, they were just absolutely running over the Bears' defense. Yeah, and I'm honestly surprised they didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, the Bears' D is not very good, and it shouldn't be because they traded away their best players. Um, and they're all young. Yeah, it's very young and inexperienced. I mean, again, Sanborn, um, fumble recovery. I think he had nine tackles. But 
He needs to get in the weight room. He seems to be there yeah, where he should be. He's there. He's just having a little bit of trouble bringing some of these guys down, yeah. like especially like a Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson's a big guy. He's run over a lot of a lot of linebackers in the league the last couple of years. But um, yeah, that last drive there were there were three or four plays where the Bears had guys in the backfield or at the line, and they just couldn't bring them down, and they they fell ahead for plus yardage that added up to first downs and. Um, you know, it it felt like they had taken control of the game, and then on the ensuing kickoff, they give up a return to to Patterson that was a killer. Um, you know, Fields was was good. I didn't think he was particularly great. Um, he he wasn't as good as he was the previous two weeks, but he was or three weeks, but he was still pretty good, good enough to win the game. Um, but the the play calling on that last drive was atrocious. I checked Twitter and. A lot of the Bears guys from 670, the score on down to the Trib, and all the Chicago media outlets that cover the team, all of those guys were in unison with what you like. What was all that? Yeah. Well, it's 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 first and ten on like their own 25, 30, with a minute and a half to go, minute forty to go, and they call a uh, uh, QB sweep. Okay. Even if you run that to perfection, what's that, like an eight-yarder maybe? And you're probably, maybe you get out of bounds? Can, I was just going to say, can so you get out of what bounds? what really happens is Field gets no gain and he gets crushed and hurts his left shoulder. Then they run two more stupid plays <laughs> and the game's over. And Field throws a, <laughs> throws a pick, he throws a high ball on the third down just trying to make a play, missed throw. He's got a little bit of the what you talked about with the Whitewater quarterback mm-hmm. when we were out. Not a lot of touch yet. Yep. Everything's kind of a rocket. And um, unfortunately, you know, what do I always say, man? Bad teams find a ways, ways to lose. And the Bears, although I, I like the direction they're going, mm-hmm. they're a bad team. They're a bad football team. They don't have a lot of high-level NFL players at this moment. And, you know... That that is showed up at the end of, of games. They've lost their last three games by a combined seven points: a field goal, a missed extra point, and a field goal. Um, that's you know going back to the lion game, something that I was going to talk about, but we we didn't do the show. Again, at the end of the game, the Bears get job, and this has happened to them. Really, the last two years. I texted you about the slide that Fields had, and the guy came in and absolutely barreled his head. Yeah. And there was no call. There was no call. And that happened a handful of times last year, and the Bears were really upset about it that they didn't get that call. And it's weird why they're not. And they had a they had a bad one at the end of the Dolphin game, and they had a bad one at the end of the Lion game. Um, you know, Bears are up 24 to 13 in the Lion game. And Goff throws a pick to Sanborn, who runs it back across midfield. They call an illegal hands of the face on Jalen Johnson, and you can see the still photo. He's two hands shoving him in the chest, and it negates the play. The very next play, the Lions score a touchdown. They kick off. Fields gets the ball, throws a pick six. Like so, you can say, "Well, you know, it's just one call." Well, no, it's a big damn call. You know, and and unfortunately, right now, for whatever reason, the Bears are not getting those calls. And sometimes you make your own breaks. Sometimes you need some breaks. When you're not very good, 
Sometimes you need to get some of yep. those, and not in the first quarter. When it counts. When it counts, yeah. right? But you know they're they're at least they're hanging around in these games, which is which is good. They're they've been entertaining, which I did not think they were going to be, especially <laughs> after the first two weeks where it was like, what is this? Is this a high school offense? <laughs> but one thing that's left me a little head scratching. So they've had Claypool for three games now. In those three games, he's got eleven targets, five catches, thirty-two yards, no touchdowns. Okay, that that's. Not really worth a second rounder, right? No. Um, only eleven targets is is extremely low. Now, is he learning the offense? And he, I don't know how many snaps he's getting and all that, but those numbers seem really low. But on the flip side, Komet and Mooney have been really good the Komet last couple weeks. Komet has really come on. Yeah. Well, hey, throw him the damn ball. They didn't throw him the ball the first half of the season, so he, you know, he's not super dynamic. He's not Travis Kelsey. But could he be Tanyan-like? Sure, I think so. Well, he's generally a young and inex- inexperienced quarterback safety valve. You, and, yeah, and, right. And use him as such. I, I think what ended up happening a lot is they kept him in to block because their line was so bad. Sure. Um, Needing to chip and, and, and help out. And now that they're moving fields around a little more, they can get him out in, mm-hmm. into some space. But he's been good. Mooney's been good. So, um, you know, unfortunately they lost Herbert to IR for a couple of weeks with a hip. Yeah. Um, and he had been having a nice season as a backup. But, I mean, like I said, all in all, the Bears are not a very good team, but I'm still feeling pretty good about the direction that they're heading. I haven't seen anything that's given me a lot of pause, like, you know, this coach is an idiot or Fields can't play. You know, I, yeah, I've seen. You're, you're, you're still not totally on with Getze. Well, he's been up and down. He's had some moments like the last couple of weeks have been good, but yes. then that last drive when it counted yeah, wasn't very good. You know, when the heat was on and you had to you had to come up with something, he didn't come up with anything. But the preparation the last couple of weeks in in changing stuff has been encouraging because of some of the things they did with Fields. But you know, I saw a couple people ragging at Fields online, like you know, he's had two opportunities the last couple of weeks to win the game, and they haven't been able to do it. Um, you know, if you want to take that position, I, I get it. Um, I think if you watched those games, you would see that not really his fault per se. You know, a couple, couple things. A call is different. A play call is better. Things might be different for him. So you know, with young quarterbacks, that's just going to happen. And and uh, I think it was, I think it was Moose Johnson that was doing the game. He, he couldn't have said it any better. Like, there's times in the game when you watch him and you're like, Jesus. He made a throw down the sideline to Montgomery that was five quarterbacks in football could make that throw. But then he'll, two plays later, sail one over a guy's head who's wide open on the boundary. And it's just kind of like, you know, you you get these moments of awe. And then you get these other moments where it's like, Jesus Christ, you should be able to make that. It's That's like a practice throw, mm-hmm. you know? So we'll see. All right. We'll see. Uh, it sounds like he's day-to-day with the shoulder, shoulder thing, yes. so nothing major, no. which is good. And they don't play until Sunday when they got to go to the Jets, which we'll get to mm-hmm. in a bit. Let's go to the other division games first. Um, the Lions with a stunner, and they have won three in a row, and like we mentioned at the top of the pod, are sitting in third or second in the division ahead of both Green Bay and Chicago. 
with wins over both of them. Yes. Yeah. And they somehow beat the Giants. Jamal Williams, like you've mentioned, next coming of Barry Sanders in Detroit. Not really, but tongue-in-cheek. But he has been, and I always thought, I didn't think he was better than Jones. He's definitely different. I felt like they should have given him the ball a little bit more in Green Bay. And I knew wherever he went, if they used him, he would be good. And he has been very good for them. He's a nice player. And he's been good since they got it. He's a good compliment to Swift. Yes. You know? But uh, the Giants, that this is why it's hard to buy in. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't have, other than Barkley, anything dynamic on that offense. And I just, you know, you get behind. That's the thing with some of these I mean, it's like the the mantra of our of our college team, the Badgers. When they get behind, how do you come back? Can't. And I'm not sure the Giants have that kind of firepower. So my my wife gets back from uh, her dad's place with the girls, and she's like, it's been a long weekend. I think for the first time I'm going to settle in. Mm. I'm going to make some popcorn. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to get a, a blanket, fire up the theater, and I'm going to watch the Vikings. And I said, okay, darling. You go ahead and you do that. One of those buttons on there goes, wah, wah. I don't know which one, but it would be perfect. <laughs> and, like, I didn't watch the game because I was doing some, I was starting some work and preparing for the week and whatever. But I was kind of checking in, and I was, and I just watched the score just go up. She was upstairs by halftime. Oh, what? I'm surprised it took her that long. She was like, okay, I'm done with this. That, like, was, that, a that was a bad idea. <laughs> Jesus. But on the flip side, they're still only eight and two. But that also gives you pause because they got their brains beat in at home by a team who just lost to the Packers. But it's like, can you really believe in Minnesota when the playoffs come around? Because they're going to win the division, I have no doubt. Yeah, the short answer to that is no. Right. And you, even if you were on mm, not so solid ground in thinking that, now it's completely like, I don't believe in them at all. No matter what well, the record says. And that game specifically tells you, we'll discount what happened in Week 10. Because the Cowboys should have handed the Packers a sixth straight loss. I think if you play that game 100 times, I think the Cowboys win 99 of them. And there's absolutely no way Minnesota should have won that game against Buffalo. If Jefferson doesn't make one of the five most ridiculous catches ever, they lose that game. Mm-hmm. So those were both... I don't think you take anything away from those games for any of those teams, Buffalo included. But Minnesota's defense is not good. Nope. That's the bottom line. And, yeah, they can they can have those games where, you know, Cousins is throwing darts and Jefferson and Thielen are making catches and, and Dalvin Cook's running all over people. But when they're not all doing that at the same time, yeah, they're very beatable. Well, we'll get to the the um, playoff standings right now, I looked at the NFC and just started laughing. (laughs) So, yeah, it's not good. All right, uh, back to the rest of the league. Buffalo's getting comfy in Detroit because they got to play Thanksgiving and because there there was eight feet of snow out there. Can't believe they moved the game. Come on. Did you see pictures of the stadium? Come on, Buffalo. The plows got there, stuck. There's dumbass people that would be up shoveling Lambo if that was in Wisconsin. Where the hell are all the people to go shovel Buffalo? How would they have gotten to the stadium? You could have shoveled your way there. No, you... Stop it. Those crazy bastards up there, they would have just lit everything on fire and put tables on it and jumped through it. That's 
that's probably accurate to a degree. Uh, did you watch any of this game on no. your red zone? No. I would just be interested what the crowd was like. I, I didn't see any. Okay. I didn't see a minute of this game. Cleveland was up early, okay, and then Buffalo came back. But All nope, right. I didn't see any of this one. Uh, Eagles escape Indianapolis with a one point win. I was kind of monitoring on the bottom line. I'm like, Eagles are gonna lose this game. Like, seemed they like were on three. They had three points for a while in that right. game. Right. So I don't know. Indy, I, I don't know what changed. Indy's got a good D, and they took AJ Brown pretty much out of the game. So. You know, Philly had to find ways to score. But if you want to be a good team, you want to win your division and you want to get a number one seed, these are those kind of games you got to win where you play like shit on the road against a team that ain't very good and you still find a way. So you got to give them credit. They cut away from the Vikings and the Cowboys and showed the end of the Patriots and the Jets. And I didn't know anything about Wilson. I was just watching it passively, but I, I knew it was 3-3, and I'm like, we're going to go in overtime. This is going to be really interesting. And then with under 10 seconds to go, New England runs the punt back and just completely smashes all hope for the Jets, like watching Robert Sala's face on the sideline. Like, it, some, it looked like somebody had just killed his new puppy. It was absolutely horrible. And then I saw some of the stats afterwards, um, Wilson's numbers, and then just their their output in the second half, which it's like, really? Like, people were talking about the Jets a lot for the last couple of weeks. And now the, they're still talking about them, but the type of talk has turned the other way. Yeah, they're in some trouble. Yeah. They're in some trouble. And crazy as it may sound... You might have to consider playing Joe Flacco. If you're if you're really trying to make a playoff run here, if you're the Jets, and I think you probably should be, I think you might have to seriously consider playing Flacco. This is like the third game, because I know he didn't against the Packers, where Wilson hasn't gotten to 100 yards passing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the Jets are bereft of, of talent. And... I mean, if you own any rookie cards and have invested in in Wilson or Mac Jones, I'd be selling them. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, those two guys late. just played an entire football game and they couldn't get in the end zone. Either one of them. That's awful. Uh, the slide for the Rams continues. They lost by seven to yeah. the Saints. Everybody's hurt. Cooper Cup's on IR. That they're done. That's. I, I wonder. This is where we need a friend at the Elias Sports Bureau. What's the worst? Fall. Year after winning the title. Turnaround, the worst turnaround from good to bad. Because we've seen the loser of the Super Bowl the following year no, be bad or not make the playoffs. But what about the champ? Good question. It's not like in baseball or basketball where you can have like a complete teardown immediately. It's harder right. to do in football. Sell off a bunch of pieces yeah. and just say we're, we're like. Remember do when it. the Marlins, Marlins did that famously? They're, they're the biggest ones that do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Baltimore, 13, Carolina, 3. Sounds bad. Boy, I mean, we're seeing the last few games of Baker Mayfield. I thought the new team and the new coach and the new atmosphere was supposed to... Three points. ...rejuvenate his career. Okay. Uh, Commanders and Texans. Is Washington good? Well, I mean, what's the I record? Mean, right I now? mean, Houston's not. I know. So you know, it's hard. But they're six and five. Well, that's it. 
Boy, the AFC East and the NFC East crazy. is ultra-competitive. And I, I'm not sure that a lot of the NFC East teams might really be good, like Washington and the um, Giants. And, and, and the Giants, but they're still they're in, they're the, in the mix. Yeah, you, usually somebody at least is in the cellar and way back by now, and that's mm-hmm. not what's happening this year. No, they're all um, in the north. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vegas got a win. They went to Denver oh. and actually beat the Broncos. Boy, I watched a lot of this game. Really? Because well, this one, the Bengal uh, uh, Steeler game. That's a lot of points there. And one other one were the late games that I was watching. Oh, the Charger, da- Dallas Chargers, one. Chiefs. Oh, okay. And uh, because I didn't want to watch much of the Dallas one, I was watching the other two. Gotcha. Yeah, Vegas pulled that one out of their ass. But we might have seen the end of Melvin Gordon on Sunday. Yeah. You don't think fumble. somebody will get him? I fifth fifth fumble in eight games. He's had problems. He's had fumbling problems throughout his career, but yeah. he's been really bad this year. And this one was a killer. They were going in. He was going into the goal line, fumbled. Denver recovered it. Subsequent kick is blocked. Ugh. Cost him the game. And as he's walking off the field, he took his helmet off, and you almost knew that he knew he was getting cut. I mean, maybe somebody picks him up for the end of the year, but boy, I, I think you're you're not playing him unless you have to, That's which sucks. Bad. It's it's too bad because you know one of the best running backs ever come come out of the state. Forget the school of right. the state, and um, had a pretty nice early part of his career too when he was on the Chargers, mm-hmm. but. Hate to see him go out that that's way. That's bad. that's too bad. Cincinnati, but boy, man, Denver. Their defense is really good. Their offense, oh, <laughs> gross. I I haven't watched much Broncos football, so I'll have to take your word for that. Uh, Cincinnati's white helmets were a little weird. Um, yeah, who comes up with this shit? I don't know because the Packers all whites were bad on Thursday against Tennessee, from what I did see. But whatever, it's fine. Who's buying um, those? You know, I mean, somebody has to. They keep making this shit, but they wouldn't be doing it if they weren't making money on it. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, so you watched a lot of Cincinnati and Pittsburgh? Yeah, because I had some fantasy implications, so I was pretty keen okay. on that one. But yeah, Joe Burrow was great. Um, had one stupid interception, but other than that, he was great. You know, no Jamar Chase. Mixon got hurt during the game. So uh, for them to step up and win that road game, and Pittsburgh played pretty well. I mean, their defense, when they've got everybody there with Watt back now, they're still they're still reminiscent of a Pittsburgh defense. They just got a rookie quarterback, and they're a little bit of a mess on that side of the ball. But that was, that was a good game and, and really a big win for the Bengals. Um, Another big win. Night game, Chiefs beat the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, Chiefs had the ball last. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, with with Herbert and, and, and Mahomes, man, I mean, Mahomes is the MVP. He's the standard right now in the league. Um, Herbert has gotten a lot of hype. His team hasn't had great results, but, man, he's really good. He is. He, he can do everything that you – you want your quarterback to do. And in, in a couple of these KC games, I mean, it's they've just scored with too much time left, and Mahomes has been able to go down and win the game. So the Chargers are 5-5. Five and five. This seems like we're, I mean, are we going to be they've destined? Been, they've been demolished, especially offensively injuries. with injuries. Okay. And they're just getting everybody back, so we'll see. All right. 
but because I'm I'm wondering if this is now going to set up to play out like the Rivers sort of a thing because you had yeah. a good quarterback for you his had him career, you had LT you, you had Gates nothing ever came of it yeah and now you've potentially got another one that, that's what I think it was Tarico that said that last night he goes they've had fouts. Wow. Okay. Who was who was awesome so, in his day? So we're going back. Yeah, they've had faults. They had Stan Humphreys, who, when he was on the Chargers, was really good. Then they had Rivers. They've had Breeze. Now you got Herbert. Where's the success? Right? Some teams... A lot of numbers. Like, like, throw those five up against the five best Bear or Jet quarterbacks or Lion quarterbacks. Right? Yeah. Does Stafford even make the top five of that? He's the best that any of those three teams have had. Probably not. Right? So it's just weird. It's a weird jinx they have. But Kansas City and the Chargers, they're they're fun that's a fun game to watch like, every time. I love when they wear their powder blues. And yeah. I like I would I got a powder blue Melvin Gordon jersey. I would love to see the Chargers actually do something. I don't actively root against them, against them, but it's like every time you start to be like, okay, are you going to do something? They never do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Monday Night Football tonight is we're recording this a day early because we got a game tomorrow of uh, high school, and then we're I'm heading out for Thanksgiving, so we're not we're doing this a day early. Uh, the 49ers and the Cardinals, and it sounds like Kyler Murray not playing. Yeah, I mean, okay. I. I Although they look pretty damn good with Colt McCoy. Okay. But boy, the Niners, Against this this Niners, is this though? is a must win, I think. If the Niners really want to take control of the division, you got to win this one. Dolphins, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Jaguars all on the bye. So, playoff standings so far. Well, the AFC looks pretty good. Um Kansas City at 8 and 2, Miami Miami 7 and 3, Tennessee 7 and 3, Baltimore 7 and 3. Those are your division leaders. Buffalo top wild card at 7 and 3. So, essentially tied with the Dolphins, but Dolphins have the tiebreaker cuz they won the uh game in like week 2 and we I thought Josh Allen was going to die on the field. Um Giants 7 and 3, Dallas, oh I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. New England 6 and 4, Cincinnati 6 and 4. That rounds out the AFC. Jets at six and four, just on the outside, and then you got the Chargers, as we said, five and five. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be really tough for the Jets at yeah. this point to to hang on. I mean, it was a nice story, but I think it, you know, as we get into all these division games at the end of the year, you got to figure these teams. Are, we've talked about it; they're going to beat up on each other a yeah. little bit, and and somebody, and it feels like the Jets in the AFC and probably Washington in the NFC East, they're going to be the one that everybody beats up on. Um, NFC, Philly 9-1, and one, Minnesota 8-2, and two, Seattle 6-4, and four, Tampa 5-5. Five and five. You weren't kidding. There's your NFC leaders. When you look at the NFC. Dallas 7-3 and three in the 5 seed because they beat the Giants earlier. They're the 6th seed at 7-3. and three. San Francisco 5-4, and four, a half game behind Seattle. So I think if the Niners win tonight, I think they're in first with the tiebreaker, but... Okay, so out of that group, and then you can include Washington, Atlanta, and the Lions and the Cardinals with losing records. They're not out yet. They're still in. And the Packers technically are still in, but I didn't put them on the list. I I wouldn't put them on the list. Look at that group. Who gives you the most confidence in the NFC right now to come out of there and go to the Super Bowl? (sighs) 
Because I'm almost tempted to say the 49ers maybe right behind the Cowboys. I just can't believe in Philly. Minnesota showed you that they're exposed. I haven't seen enough of Seattle to tell me that they're good. I can't believe in Tampa. The Giants, I think, are phony. I don't know, maybe at the end of the day, as much as I hate rooting for the Cowboys, but then again, they show that they go to Green Bay and lose to a shit team. I don't know. I, mm, that's It's just too much there for me to digest. Well, I do think that Philly is good. Okay. But they're not like all-time. You know, if, if, if they end up going 15-2, and two, I don't think we're going to be talking to our grandkids if I ever had any <laughs> about the 2022 Eagles. Philadelphia you know what Eagles, I'm saying? Yes. They're not that kind of good. So they're certainly beatable. But if they went to the Super Bowl, considering who else is in the conference, I wouldn't be surprised. I have a funny feeling Tampa is about to go on a run. This divorce thing's behind Brady. They got that long ass Germany trip out of the way, and they're and they have the buy that they're coming off of that they just had. They're starting to get healthy on both sides of the ball. That division is terrible, so they got a chance to rack up some wins. It just wouldn't surprise me to see them end up with the third best record in the NFC, play the six seeded Giants or Seahawks at home, win, play a low-seeded team that knocks off the Vikings in their first game, and then you and then maybe meet Philly in the conference championship game. And then who knows? And, and then who knows? In one game, are you really going to bet against Brady in one game? Probably I'm not. not. There's a – I don't know. I, I just – as much as I wanted to write them off – I mean, dude, if they're three and five – with a minute left in that Ram game, and Brady drives them down and they win that game, they don't score there, they're done because everything was just snowballing for them. They win that game, they go to Germany, they beat Seattle pretty you know, pretty convincingly, and now they get rest? I don't know, man. That That's, that's one to look out for. I would love to know what the odds of them winning the NFC are right now because that would be worth putting some money on. But at the end of the day, the Chargers are the second best team if they're in the NFC, and they're five and five right now. <laughs> they're, uh, am I wrong? No. They're better than everybody else, yeah. I think, in the NFC. I, I would agree with you. Than maybe Philadelphia, and they got maybe. a chance of not even making the playoffs in the AFC. So it's like the opposite of when we were kids, right? It's the, the AFC had like things have the flipped. Elway badly, and nobody, yes. and yep. that was it. In the AFC in Marino, he had nobody. And then the Giants and Redskins and Bears and Niners would just destroy them in Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Week 12, Thanksgiving. This is actually not a bad slate of games. Usually you have a maybe one decent one, and then the other two are like, okay, we're going to watch the Lions, we're going to watch the Cowboys, and then whoever else they throw on. But Buffalo could win 50-10, to 10, or True. the Lions could win this game. Yeah, that's what... You know what I mean? I that's, really believe that. That's what I think is so mysterious about that one. You've got an NFC East tilt with the Giants and the Cowboys. Whoever, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, don't know if that's a Fox or a CBA, CBS game, but boy, in that fucking 
three o'clock window, you get that one. Man, that's ratings bonanza. And then the night game is the Vikings hosting the Patriots. We're close because we're gonna we're about two hours away from the Twin Cities. Mm. I think they said this is the first time the Vikings have ever played on Thanksgiving. I think I heard that. Really? If not, if maybe they've played, or but it might be their first time hosting it. I was that might be because but that would seem weird that they've never played the Lions. That's before. what I thought, but or the Cowboys. But. Yeah. Well, actually, now I take it back because I know they played the Cowboys because that was the Randy Moss game. So this has to be their first time hosting. hosting. Yeah, so good for them. But that's not a bad slate. Yeah, it's very good slate. For a Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the Sunday games. I'm Tam- gonna have, I will have so much, so much cheese in my stomach by the time that Minnesota Viking New, New England. Up. We went to Decatur Dairy the other day. Oh, and, we're talking. Yeah, I'm not going to poo for a solid five days after Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my God. Don't talk, don't call me the Wednesday after. You'll, it'll go straight to voicemail. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to Tampa Bay at Cleveland. I think this is the last week before Watson can play. I think. I think it was ten or will. I, I thought it was a twelve-week suspension. So he's been. Is that by the team or by the league? I don't know. Whoever. Okay. Whoever put it down. I think it was the league. I thought they would have to reinstate him. Well, he's been at the facility, and I think he's practicing. Yes. So okay. I think it was a twelve-week deal. So this might be the last game we see Jacoby Brissett. But Cleveland seems like they're done, and. Uh, you know, I was just going to ask if there's going to be some sort of a resurrection here. He comes back, and all of a sudden they roll off six, seven wins. I don't, but, I, I, the guy hasn't played football in two years. I know. You know? I know. But, but I this would, should be a win for Tampa. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, Bengals are at the Titans. Yeah, this is a big one. I didn't put my stars down. Yeah, no I kidding. Forgot. Which this, ones this, are we starring? This, this is would star. have been on one. Yeah, well, all three Thursday games. But, yeah, for Sunday, um, this might be the only game. Um, okay. But it's a good one, and it's an important one. It's a conference, interconference tilt. But um, be nice for, for Cincinnati if they want to keep pace with Baltimore to, to try to get this road win. Jamar Chase, they said 50-50 on whether he will play, but it sounds like he's going to be back sooner than later, and that's really, really big for, for the Bengals. Dolphins host the Texans. That should be a skate, I would think, yeah. in South Beach. Yep. Um, Bears at the Jets. I have a feeling the Bears are going to win this game. I just think the mojo, like everything we've talked about with the Jets mm-hmm. and and this Bears defense that's struggling, I think, you know, going up against somebody like Wilson right now is might be the right formula for him. So could be a chance for the Bears to get a win. Are the Commanders going to be 7-5? and five? And Like you asked, are they good? They will host the Falcons. Are the Falcons good away from <laughs> home? No. No, so let's no. I I think Washington will probably win this game. I don't think either of these teams are particularly good, but sure. you know they're hanging around. Um, let's see, battle for the worst game of the day. I would. Say yeah, I the, think this is uh, the this worst. This is game probably of the day. it. Broncos yeah. at the Panthers. Oof. Russell Wilson versus Baker Mayfield, the battle of the midget quarterbacks. Only thing you need is Kyler Murray to be the mascot. <laughs> Yeah, not watching a second of this one. No? No. And remember, people, I'm 5'9", so I can call a midget a midget. It's good to have company. Even when they're taller than me, like Russell Wilson is, and probably Baker Mayfield, too. (laughs) Baltimore at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville coming off a bye. You would think they would put their best foot forward. 
Um, but man, this Baltimore team, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like they, that game was three to three against Carolina until like Can't the third that. quarter. I, I, I don't know. Can't have that. Uh, Chargers should get over five hundred going yep. to Arizona. They should. Uh, Vegas at Seattle. I would say Vegas sinks again, and Seahawks continue to rise. I think so, yeah. Uh, and then the Chiefs hosting God. the Rams. Chiefs will win by as much as they want. Man, boy, L.A. is just... Yep, this is a debacle of a that, game. That's bad. San Francisco, provided they win tonight, and then face the Saints. Yeah, the I Saints mean, just aren't very good. I mean, they beat the Rams last week, but that's not a very good football team. No. And Packers are going to get trounced at Philly. That's the Sunday night game. And then Monday night is, boy, how do they get stuck with that well, one? Well, you know, I guess well, even before the season, this could have been the Trubisky-Matt Ryan game. So <laughs> now it's Kenny Pickett-Matt Ryan. Mm. Yeah, not good. Not so, not not a whole lot of ratings they're, they're, for Monday you're, night football. You're hoping the brand carries you. I, I guess. On a night you got the Steelers on. But, yeah, not Steelers a lot of, at Colts. Not much. Not, not good. Um, by the way, is one of the games on Thanksgiving a prime game because they have the they it have Thursday be. night, or is it CBS, NBC, and it's a good question. And Fox, it's a good question. Or, I would think if I would think, think the prime network. game would well, if it was a prime game, I would have to think it would be the Viking game, right? Night game? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Fox, okay. I can't. It's got to be Fox, CBS, NBC. I yeah. can't imagine one of those three not having. A game. Okay. All right, that is about 45 minutes of NFL talk. We will not spend a whole lot of time on college football. The Badgers beat Nebraska. I didn't, we watched, we had it on my iPad in our booth, and Coach O was passively watching. Um, I wasn't really watching because I was glued to, the, to our game. Um, and then I turned it off. I think my pad hit like 5% and the Badgers were down or they had just thrown a pick or something like that, and I was like, all right, well, I'm shutting this off. And then Russ told us afterwards, yeah, Mertz snuck it in, and they won by one, and I went, are you kidding me? Uh, so I don't honestly know, again, just like the Packers, I have it on DVR. I don't know that I want to watch. Oh, I, I, I'd watch the Packer game before I'd watch the Badger game. That Badger game is one of the worst college football games I've ever watched. Badgers are bad. They stink. Graham Mertz is not good. Their line is not good. Braylon Allen gets hurt every game. I think he got hurt. First he hurt his shoulder, and then he came back in. Then he limped off with a foot injury. Um, yeah, M- I mean, Lucy got a lot of carries yeah, late. Yeah, I mean, they were getting thoroughly outplayed by a really awful Nebraska team. So... That I think they're in. I think the program's in trouble. I mean, they had a couple of kids decommit this week, a couple wide receivers, and now they have no wide receivers in the upcoming recruiting class, which is great because they don't have anybody right now, except for Team Ray DK. Well, and I've heard a lot of people, Skylar Bell, bitching that this is McIntosh's fault. The 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 Chris hiring and the. The interim tag on Leonard has left a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. 
And, you and, know, if you're going to fire Chris and you're going to promote Leonard, then God damn it, give him the head coaching job. And then he can reach out yep. and everybody reaches out to the recruits. But these, We've stabilized yeah. things. This is our path forward. We hope you stick with us. But It's too competitive to leave these kids hanging out in the wind. Well, all it's just these, too competitive. All because these other you got, schools are yeah, just oh, chucking them scholarship offers. And, and like, you know they're telling you how unstable Wisconsin is. Yes. So, yeah, I. that's, you know, he could do a lot. If going into either this week or maybe even just going into their bowl, just make the decision. He did already. It's the two Patricus wrote today when they posted the job. He had two people with knowledge of that said it's going to go to Leonard. Like they've made the decision. They they have just posted it. But this is what's going to happen. Well, so that's it sounds like the decision has been made. That's what's going to happen. But again, if you haven't announced it yet, you can't exactly go tell the recruits, hey, I'm going to get the job. Right. Because it's like, well, how do I know? Correct. So let's take your word for it. So um, this week it's the battle for the axe. Um, 2.30 kickoff. I don't know if we're going to be traveling home from Minnesota. I, I, I really do want to watch because this is the last game and it's going to be seen. So are day. they bowl eligible regardless Correct. now? Oh, yes. joy. I mean, that, that Badger-Nebraska game was like exhibit A with an exclamation point after it of why we have too many bowl games. Because nobody needs to see those kind of teams keep playing football. The recalculated bowl predictions now, because everybody's getting bowl eligible, have them going to play Kentucky in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. And I and I don't know what if that's a December 27th, 28th, whatever, New Year's Eve. I have no idea. Um, I don't keep track. But they're going to go, it sounds like, and they're going to play somebody. And I'm sure it's going to be bad. But Barry loves going to bowl games, and I'm sure he's passed that down to McIntosh. So if this is well, sure it's a revenue generator. If I get. They want to hang their hat on this and feather in their cap and x many years of going to bowl games. This is what you got to take away from the season. This is at least what we did. A lot of other teams didn't. We did. Are your standards a lot of other higher? Teams, should be lot, yeah, absolutely. A lot of other teams didn't have the privilege of playing in the Big Ten West. That's for sure. Which nobody Although, seems man, to want to win. I will tell you on Saturday. Bielema had Harbaugh beat, and they just they just couldn't get that last first down, and Michigan got the ball back, and, and that was and, at Ann Arbor. Yeah, and then they they, I think they kicked a field goal to yes. it, to win it with a couple seconds left or whatever. But yeah, I thought he was going to get him. I thought Bielema was going to walk out of there. That would have been a monster win for Illinois, or a monster human. God, he is big, dude. He is big. Coaches. Looks like he's always eating, too. Like, he's got this weird thing on his mouth. He's always like... Chewing on his cud like a I don't goat. Know. I don't know. <laughs> that is great. Um, College football playoff rankings, right? I mean, this is going to be a big weekend. Um, it's uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU, and Ohio State and Michigan play. Yeah. Two against the three. Boy, TCU snuck one out. One by one. On le- you see that field goal? Mm-mm. They ran. They got a first down. They got it down to like the 30. Yes, the and he ran onto the field. out onto the field. The dude didn't even have his feet set when they snapped the ball. Unbelievable play to kick that field goal in that in that kind of a rush situation. That's pretty good for a kid. Uh, so rivalry week, and then uh, the conference championship games will be the following week. So college football is winding down before we hit the bowl games. Go to the NBA. Bucks are playing tonight. I need you, before we go over all of this, yeah. I want to skip to the end. Explain to me what happened with the ladder thing. Because I tried explaining it from what little I knew 
to Ashley this morning because, first of all, she didn't know how to spell Giannis, which was hysterical on the air, and I had to tell her how to spell it. She think it had a Y in it? Correct. Enough said there. Right. But all the positive things you've heard, and you can correct me, this just seemed very out of character for him to go to the – because I watched the video, and I and I didn't know the circumstances. I watched the video first, and I read about it afterwards. But still, when I did, I'm like, still, that seems very un like to me. Well, there were different videos okay, from different angles that, that, that showed the reality of what happened. So – Basically, Giannis Bucks was, lose to the Sixers. Yeah, Bucks lose to the Sixers Friday night, and Giannis is probably his worst game of the season. Okay. I think he goes like four for thirteen from the free throw line. He threw up an air ball. It was ugly. And Giannis does this thing where when that happens, he goes back out onto the floor to practice after the game some some free throws. And I know he's done it many times before at home. I don't know how many times he's done it on the road, but this was a road game. So after the game, the arena people are out doing whatever they're doing. And, like, I think they asked him to move from one end to the other end. And he was out there with, uh, I think, one of Philly's assistant coaches was out there. And... What ends up happening is Montrez Harrell, um, who's a garbage player, <laughs> walks out and Giannis shoots a free throw and makes it, and Harrell just takes the ball like a little kid. He takes the ball and won't give the ball back, and Giannis is standing there asking for the ball back, and Harrell won't give him the ball back. So they have words. Giannis walks off the floor. Giannis comes back onto the floor with, with a new ball. with a new ball okay. and goes to shoot at a different hoop, and he's shooting free throws, and as he's shooting the free throws, one of the arena workers just walks into the lane and sets up a ladder because I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were changing the nets or sure. doing whatever, but Giannis was obviously asking the guy to not do that, not do that, and then Giannis went over and pushed. No, Nobody was on the ladder. Right. Giannis went over to move and push the ladder, and any human being that's ever pushed a ladder with rubber grommets on the bottom on a basketball floor, not gonna slide. it's not going to go very far. It's going to slide for like a foot, and it's going to tip over, which is exactly what it did. It looked way worse okay. than it really was. Um. Harrell was coming out to try to be a tough guy. I don't know why, because he's only been on the Sixers for like two weeks and he barely plays. So I don't get really what his angle was. You know, some people I heard say, you know, you played bad, just take the loss, go home, work on your free throws when you get back to Milwaukee. Well, you know, some of these guys are just built a little differently than you and I, and that's why they are what they are. And he was he was hot. And he knew that he probably cost his team a, a game, a, a game they should have won. Um, no Harden in that game. Maxie goes out at halftime, doesn't return in that game. They should have won. And, um, you know, kind of much ado about nothing. Then eventually I think Thanasis came out, and then him and Harrell were kind of going nose to nose, and Harrell threatened to beat his ass, um, which was funny because I don't think you really want any part of the Anadokupo brothers. No. 
Um, especially at the NASA's because he's nuts. I was just going to say, you like, always tell me like he's Giannis, crazy. Giannis, I don't, he's, I don't think Giannis would want to fight you. No, but he's... The NASA's would fight you. He's imposing, yeah, though. The NASA's would fight you. But, yeah, kind of much ado about nothing, in All my right. opinion. Right. I think it was more about um, the fact that they lost. And he was pissed. Yeah. And he, and he, I think he was embarrassed. Okay. Shot four of 13 from the line and was throwing up air balls. That's it's embarrassing. Especially when you're playing against a guy in Embiid who, you know, I think it's universally pretty much accepted right now that Giannis is the best player in the league. But Embiid's not far behind. He's really good. Okay. And they're friends. So, All right. Uh, before that, they lost to the Hawks. And before that, they beat the Cavs. And now they start a four-game homestand uh, tonight against the Blazers. Yeah, a pretty good Portland team, surprisingly, this year. No Dame. Uh, no Dame tonight, they already announced? Uh, it's, well, that's what I read this morning. Okay. Um, strain in the lower calf area. Well, that certainly helps. Um, they got the Bulls on Wednesday. They got the Cavs again on Friday. And um, unfortunately, though, the Bucks are still a mash unit. Connaughton is now in, like, week seven of his calf strain. He was off the injury report completely today. Well, I hope to see him tonight. Okay. I'm hopeful. Um, if not, certainly this week. Uh, Middleton is still out, although Budenholzer did say yesterday that he did do some. He is doing some practicing. So anytime you hear these guys are getting into practice, you're talking maybe seven to ten days, hopefully. Um, and I always kind of thought early December was when we would probably see Chris, and that is looking to shape up that way. You know, Matthews has sat out a few. Um, you know, with him, I think it might be more long-term maintenance than actual injury, but he's been out. Um, Holiday had a pretty pretty nasty ankle sprain about two weeks ago against the Hawks. Uh, he missed like three or four games. And then in the Philly game, it was weird. They listed him as probable. He didn't start. He didn't play the whole first quarter, which was really weird because then I'm like, oh, shit, he's not playing tonight. Then he plays like 30 of the next 36 minutes. So I don't know what that was all about. That was very strange. But... He's back. And then Grayson Allen's been in and out with some knee and ankle stuff himself. Um, rumor going around the last couple weeks is the Bucks are heavily shopping him. Okay. Um, the the Jay Crowder yep. thing is still floating out Good. there. There's also been talk of, of the Bucks looking for additional front court help that can play right away. I don't think they have loved what they've seen from Ibaka at at this point. He's had a few moments, but um, just not the athlete that he was a couple of years ago when he was when he was on Toronto when they won the title. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I think you know potentially Grayson Allen is a nice piece to move. He's relatively inexpensive. He's a plug and play guy. He can play for anybody. Doesn't have a particular style that is tough to play with. Um, thankfully, since I said something, it appears that Bobby Portis is not going to murder Jordan Wara. I was going to ask if he was still yeah. alive. No, it's it's been better. And okay. they had a couple of sequences the other night in the Philly game where they were working some two-man action and they were scoring, and it looked very good. So that's encouraging. But what's also encouraging is, Jordan Wara's trade value is going up and up and up because he's playing better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, you can be excited about it that 
it gives the Bucks some depth and a little extra shooting come later in the year and potentially in the playoffs if he continues to improve. Or it's another inexpensive young guy you could package with a Grayson Allen to make some salaries meet um, that, you know, if you're looking long-term, I don't know in a year that maybe you want to have to pay him $10, 12000000 because I don't know that he's that good of a player. So the Bucks got some options right now. Um, I wouldn't look for them to do anything, though, probably till after the first of the year if they do anything. I think they'll do something, certainly by the trade deadline. But I think, and, and I think it's reasonable if you're the Bucks. I want to see what these guys look like when Middleton and Connaughton are back, and we've basically got our top nine healthy. I kind of want to. I want to see a couple of weeks of what that looks like. If it, you know, if it shows up when we're playing a team like Boston, um, or or the Nets or Cleveland and we're struggling to contain Mitchell and Durant and Tatum a little more than you're never going to stop guys like that. You just want to make it hard. You know, if they see that Jay Crowder is a missing piece, then maybe you go get him. But I don't think right now, even though they're in a little bit of a, you know, I, what are they? They were nine and oh, so they were, they're two and four in their last six. I think a lot of that you just attribute to, they're just banged up. Okay. They haven't been playing necessarily poorly, but, They've really been shorthanded. So, and you know, the negative thing, and we talked about it in the in the preseason. You know, Giannis played his ass off all summer for Greece, right? So you were kind of hoping at the beginning of the year that you might be able to take more, it easy on rest. him. They really haven't. I mean, he missed those two games with the knee, knee thing, which I'm not sure wasn't just some scheduled downtime for him, because I haven't seen anything lingering wise with him with the knee that would make me think that he's playing through anything. They got to work in more load management stuff. I I mean, I hate that shit. I know. But but when he's playing year round yeah. it seems like yep. when do you give yourself a break? Well, we kind of and we saw Middleton break down last year because the year before he played in the Olympics. I mean, I realize he's a madman and wants to play and improve and be competitive and do all that stuff, but you got to have realistic expectations about what that stuff does to your body and whether you're going to be able to keep that up for a certain amount of time. For sure. For sure. You know, there's, you got to factor in some R and R in there, but, but my boy Brooke just continues to be be the splash mountain that we all love him to be. I think the, I think the other night against Cleveland, I think he had, I think he had 29. I think he made seven threes. Excellent. Disney it's just reference. it's just great to see his big ass. I like out there. him. He's great. I like him. He's one of my favorite bucks, man. Uh, all right, so Trailblazers tonight. Uh, go around the league quick. Yeah, Kyrie returned last night from his. I think it ended up being an eight nine game suspension. Right. He apologized in the Kyrie, Kyrie way, way of <laughs> apologizing, um, and then a bunch of black Hebrew Israelite people showed up outside the Barclays arena to quote unquote support him. And they're like the exact group of people that he was promoting. that got him in trouble in the first place. So yeah, this, this ain't over. It's never over with Kyrie. It's going to be what's next. Exactly. And then I just, what's next? I don't want to talk about him. Okay. Boston's 13 and three best record in the league. They're really good. Um, They've been shooting kind of out of their mind here to start the season, but they're they're really good. I, I think it's pretty clear that the Bucks and the Celtics are a cut above everybody in the East. You know, whether it plays out that way in the playoffs, who knows? But 
you know, if you're handicapping it, I think those are clearly the two best teams. Somehow Utah still got the best record in the West at 12 and six, and they traded away like all their good guys in an attempt <laughs> to tank and they keep winning. Um, they, they, they're, they kind of remind me a little bit of the bulls last year where like you've got legitimate NBA players. So you're, you're not, you're not bad enough to be shitty, but you're not good <laughs> enough to win anything of note. Sure. You know, so eventually I think they'll probably end up, you know, 500 ish out, but they're, they're doing well right now. Sacramento's nine and six. They've won six in a row. I texted you the other day when I saw that they scored 150. I thought it was the NBA all-star game. Well, I mean, that they're due to be good. They have the longest playoff drought. I think maybe in sports right now, they haven't made the playoffs. (laughs) I think since Oh four. Okay. Which in a league when half the league makes the playoffs is tough. Um, so it's nice to see them. They've won six in a row. It's nice to see. We'll see if they can keep it up. Golden State really struggled out of the gate. They're up to eight and nine, but only one and eight on the road. That's bad. For a veteran championship team, yeah. that's pretty surprising. Um, the Nets have kind of, they've righted themselves a little bit. They've gotten healthier, and they played well without Kyrie, and they're back up to eight and nine now. And um, Lakers, five and ten, still kind of bringing up the caboose in the West, which just breaks all of our hearts. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. College basketball. The Badgers are going down to the battle for Atlantis. Uh, They are three and oh, we saw them at American family field a couple of weeks ago against Stanford, which was a cool thing. Um, Watched it from the press box with our boy bear and, and they beat uh, Stanford 60 to 50. You were more concerned with how the court, looked to the players because there was so much open space and how that messes with you. And we saw Stanford, they didn't make a three-pointer until a couple of minutes into the second half. I think they were one for 20 combined at half from three. I mean, yeah, we talked about it on the way up. Um, Even when you play in, like, these football stadiums for Final Fours and stuff that these teams play in, there's a backdrop. Right. There's either either seats or there's, like, a curtain back there to give you a barrier. Shit, at Miller Park... You were you were shooting at one end and you were looking down you were basically looking down the first baseline into the corner. Yeah. There's just nothing there. So I had a feeling that might uh rear its ugly head and it did because the shooting in that game was not good. Not good at all. It was fun to see um a game at Miller Park and how they did it. Um Baseball Diamond, it's tough. It's it's just just the layout, it's tough to do. I think they did it because I was talking to somebody about how they could have done it if you turned it the other way, but then when you're in the stands or behind home plate, you couldn't see down to the far end of the floor. So I think the way that they did it between first and third base would was about as good as you could have done it. Yeah, it's just not ideal. No. It's just not an ideal place to do it. I give them credit for trying it, it you know. It all looked cool. There was a lot of people there. There was a good crowd More there. More than people 17, expected there. Yep. 8 or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so. I, I enjoyed being in the press box. I had never done that before. Got to see um, all the dents in the wall that and is, all the foul balls come that in. That is cool. And they write down the, the name and the date right, of the player. When that happened. When it happened. Um, food was a little underwhelming. Yes, it not, was. Not great. A little disappointed in not, that. Not shocked. Got to say. Not shocked. But, you know... Um, 
I didn't. It was free, so I guess how much can you complain? First time I had seen Brian Anderson in person. Oh yeah, and I didn't realize that he is. What do you think? Five seven. I think that might five, be generous. Six, five, yes. seven, yeah, he's he is short. He's got to be sitting in a high chair when he's next to Schroeder in the booth when they show those pregame shots. Taller, stool. or he's standing and Schroeder sitting there or something. <laughs> Because that's like a dad and his son. It's probably what people think when you and I walk into a gym. They're like, wow, a dad and son, they both got beards. You going you gonna to buy your kids some popcorn? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and then they didn't put up a good performance against one of the worst teams in the area, if not the country. I mean, UWGB's been bad. Boy, they're bad. Yeah, they're really real, they're bad. real bad. And the Badgers didn't exactly blow them out of the water. No. Which I kind of was thinking that they were, but... I don't know. So, uh, this week it's the Battle for Atlantis. They play Dayton, the Flyers, on Wednesday. That's a one thirty tip-off, I think. Dayton always a solid program. Okay. You know, tournament-level team out of the uh, A. I think they're still the Atlantic 10. The, oh, the A-10? I think so. Okay. And then Kansas and NC State, winner-loser. That'll be on Thursday, and then I don't know who's in the other side of the bracket uh, to play on Friday. So I believe Kansas is top five. Sounds right. I think yeah. So that should be that should be cool. I you know a lot of holiday tournaments are going on. Marquette's feast in week. one. Yeah. yeah, it's feast week, man. It's a good. It's a it's a great week for for college hoops fans. You know, you get those. Um, you get home from work at five o'clock and there's games on yep. already. It's it's kind of cool. One of my my buddy Corey that run that uh, does the voice of uh, Tulane. So, so he lives down in New Orleans, and he was on ESPN 1380 for a long time. His dad is the TV dude in Rockford, Andy Gannon. He's now working with Tulane, and it's cool to see where he's gone and what he's done. Now that the Green Wave are ranked in football, and, like, they're getting some pub, and they're going to go to a bowl game, and he's going to get to do that. That's cool. Uh, and he just posted a picture this morning of him out looking into – the ocean in the Bahamas because they're down Tulane's down for that mm. tournament, so he got to go down there and do that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm kind of jealous because that's that's cool stuff. Yeah, when, yeah. When, when you get to go cover your team and they're at these kind of tournaments, so yeah, not going to Platteville. No, <laughs> not a, not even close to doing that sort of stuff. Um, they're down, Marquette's in action tonight. They're down at the uh, in Fort Myers, I think. Right. Uh, I, I'm surprised they're actually having any sports down in Fort Myers after it just got completely. I think it's Fort It's somewhere in Florida. I, I, don't I think know it is Fort Myers. Okay. But Mississippi State hasn't lost. They've won their first four games by an average of 27 points. Yeah, I looked at their schedule. They've played nobody. Nobody. Sisters of the poor. So, uh, and then Georgia Tech and Utah are on the other end of that, which you said there's a little bit of connection there, and you were trying to look ahead to yeah, that. Yeah, I was watching that when you got here, and um, Ben Carlson, who was on the Badgers last year, he plays for Utah, and then Julian Swartz, who uh, graduated in 1999 with me, was the uh, state player of the year in Wisconsin, played for a year with the Badgers, had some issues and left the team. But he is an assistant coach for Georgia Tech. So, so that's cool. Some, some Wisconsin connections in that game. How has Marquette been this year? Well, they're 3-1. and one. Um, They beat the hell out of Long Island the other day by 45. The Sharks. Um, they played Purdue... The same night the Badgers played Green Bay. So I was flicking back and forth a little bit, but I, I was watching much more of the Marquette game because it was a better game. Um, Marquette ends up losing by five at Purdue. Um, played well. 
I think they had they they had a a, a nice lead with about six seven minutes to go, and uh, just kind of went cold. Purdue uh, got hot, made some threes. Their defense kind of got going, and um, they were able to hold Marquette off. <laughs> I mean. That big guy for Purdue is just it's it's unbelievable. Like trying to watch these kids, all they're doing, all you can really do, is stand behind him and make him shoot jump hooks over you, or try to you know they were trying to deny him the ball a little bit and they were doing a pretty good job. How long has he been on the team? I think he's a senior. I think man, but you know he's been around forever. Listen, Marquette, um, you know the way they play. When their defense is clicking, and this is kind of a shock of smart stable all the way back to when he went to the Final Four with VCU. When they're taking the ball out of the net, they're not that great. Because in the half court, they don't run great offense. That's not really what they do. But when they're getting stops and turnovers, and they can turn their defense into offense and get out in transition and shoot transition threes, they can play with anybody. And uh, they had a kid uh, against Purdue, David Joplin, kid from Brookfield was on the state championship team a couple years ago. Uh, I think he had six threes in the second half against Purdue. was just lighting it up. So um, I think Marquette and the Badgers are both going to be on that tournament bubble for most of the year. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see them play the Badgers nope. uh, in about a week and a half. December 3rd, I think, yeah. Uh, but, you know, losing down at Purdue, you know, no shame. They're, that program reminds me a lot of the Badgers. Um they do what they do. They're hard to play and they're hard to beat at their in their gym, and uh, that that showed up uh, last week. But really good game. So tournaments tonight for Marquette and tournaments on Wednesday for the Badgers that'll last pretty much through the rest of the week. We have started our high school basketball uh, schedule. We had our first game last Thursday. We saw number one team in the state for girls uh, in Verona. And I think you and I both were, I was at least, you you thought it might improve uh, against Parker, a team that uh, when, when they played last year, Verona beat them by over 100. And uh, I'm not... Too much hand-wringing. Necessarily taking <laughs> credit, but just tweeting out the score last year started off a shitstorm that many media got involved in. Um, the head coach for Verona, Angie Murphy, got peppered with questions and criticism and a lot of feedback, and she dug her heels in and stuck to her guns. Um, and Coach Terrell for the Vikings kind of put it behind, but he said that's it's kind of one of those where you're, you're not going to forget about anytime soon. You're going to keep that in your pocket you know, for a while. I thought this Verona team is probably better than last year's team. Oh, yeah. Way deeper. Um, they could have, and I mean, they had, I think they had 65 ish at half. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking over 120 points and, if they and, really wanted to, they only had what? 87, 85, yeah. something, something like that. Yeah. So they really, they really scaled it back yep. and took and, their foot off the gas and Angie was doing her best. I mean, I think she only had 11 or so girls on 12 girls on the roster. So she was trying to cycle she was rotating them in, in liberally. Yes. But Verona's junior point guard. Is a stud. Stremlow. Taylor Stremlow. Yep. Uh, I believe she's got an offer, I think, from Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. But I know she's got some D1 offers. She missed last year with a foot injury. Uh, but she's very good. And I will be very anxious to see, in, I think in about two, two and a half weeks, we see Verona and Craig. Yep. 
And I'm going to be very anxious to see the matchup between her and Ellie Magistro Kennedy of Craig, their all-conference point guard who's going to Wright State. That'll be interesting. So I talked to Storby today, and he went over to Watertown for a scrimmage, and Verona was over there, so they've already seen each other, Verona and Craig. They scrimmaged against each other, and he and he readily admits that they're good. Oh, yeah. Um, Craig dropped 100 on La Follette mm-hmm. um, in their second game. That was on Thursday while we were doing Parker and Verona, and then uh, Parker beat, uh, or I should say Craig beat Parker on Saturday, so we're going to watch the Cougars for the first time. On Tuesday night, we go down to Beloit Memorial, which I would imagine is not going to be a game because what did I text you that Verona laid 114 or something on the Purple Knights? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Um, So that's starting to ramp up. Boys, our first game will be be next week. Um, I think we're doing Parker and Verona right out of the gate. So, uh, Well, we got got Craig Edgewood. That's not going to happen. No? Nope. Because we don't know when the Badgers are going to play, and everything's got to be scheduled before they leave for Thanksgiving. Oh. So we can't take the chance that they're going to be over top of each other because we're not going to know. Hmm. So that's unfortunately not going to happen. So our first boys game is not going to be until next week. But what do we have? I think for sure 40, 41 games on the schedule this year, and I think we did 49 last year. Did we break 50? I can't remember. I think we got to 49. We were hoping to break 50, but the tournament kind of came up a little short for yeah, us. Just a little bit. So um, <laughs> we're going to be doing uh, fewer games this year. We're going to be doing, I think, 10 less. We're going to let new guys, Sean and, and John Barry, they did the game on Saturday for Parker and Craig Girls because we were busy over doing UW-Whitewater stuff. It's a lot of games, man. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of weekends. You know. You want to do got, stuff? I got, I got a day job. You're doing the whitewater stuff. I mean, I and usually I get a break between seasons. Yeah. It's been one right into the other, and, like, I was looking forward to a little R&R. I didn't realize this whitewater stuff. It's like, this is actually very time-consuming, especially when you do all these road trips. You're gone every Saturday. It's yeah. like you're working six days a week, full, you know, schedule, and it's like, geez. So... That might have to change even further next year, but we're gonna we're gonna cut a little bit off our schedule this year. Um, as far as the whitewater stuff, I I can easily say probably one of the top couple of moments um, and experiences in my professional career in the last twenty years. Um, being the voice of a radio broadcast for a really good Division three football team is so awesome. Um, you know, getting all the help from the athletic department and having the confidence from them and uh, getting everything taken care of from sports information and going to all these different places and communicating with different people and getting to know the coaching staff and getting to know some of the players and seeing some really unbelievable endings to games. Yeah, you guys um, were pretty lucky with some, some games this year. You saw some good ones. I mean, they beat lacrosse up there, sending them to their only loss. Um, on a field goal with, with five seconds to go, the crossbar ding and over against River Falls. That was absolutely crazy. The, the comeback um, one earlier in the year against... Uh, Mary Harden-Baylor, yeah. number one team at the time, was was awesome. And then having the set the record for the attendance on family night against Oshkosh when they got a win in that. We got to go to Georgia. Um, I mean, so many experiences... For the first time, we're just so much fun, and I'm already thinking about next season, uh, and the season just ended, and I'm, I'm taking it harder than I thought I would, 
because a lot of people were anticipating at least the quarterfinals. You know, you get Aurora University in the first round, and you're like, okay. You look at the conference they come from. They look at the competition. Granted, they put up some big numbers, but you're thinking, okay, it might be a decent team beating up on a lot of nobodies. But Don Beebe might know something about football. Maybe. Probably a pretty good coach. Head coach, offensive coordinator, and receivers coach. And very adept at all those, Mm -hmm. from what I could figure. He knew Whitewater's defense in and out. Um, And they carved up Whitewater. Uh, They were really, really good. So I I would not be shocked if they win their second-round match and they go play St. John's in the quarterfinals and they give them a game. Hmm. Um, That's a dynamic offense, and the defense isn't, isn't too shabby either, so... Uh, I'm pulling for Aurora University, honestly. And next year, we got to go to Texas to play Mary Harden Baylor again. We got to go to John Carroll and I in Ohio. And then coming here will be St. John's. So if this schedule was tough, next year looks even tougher. Mm. Um, but the longest place we got to go is River Falls. And we actually get four home games in the conference, which will be nice. That's nice, yeah. Um, so we'll go to Stevens Point, we'll go to Oshkosh, and then we'll go to River Falls. Everybody else has got to come here, but. Um, Really, really sad to see it end, and it came in crushing fashion uh, way too soon, and I wasn't ready for it, but um, nothing but gratitude. And I know you listened a lot, and I I definitely appreciate that. You gave us some good feedback, and I haven't heard anything bad. I didn't hear from the the, uh, pitchfork and and flame and torch-carrying mob that you thought I might have. Well, after your initial tweet that you got, who all bets were off. Yes, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going to last. These people are going to want me thrown out of here. But yeah. talked to a couple of the former broadcasters, Gary Douglas and Arnie Peck, and they said, hey, really like the job that you guys are doing. You guys are doing a great, um, great gig. And so uh, I took that and I ran with it. Callahan seems to be happy, the athletic director. So uh, already looking forward to it. And um, we'll see. We're, we're going to grab lunch, and the schedule, I think, should be out in March coming up next year. So just nice. kind, of, just kind of disappointed how things ended. And as... that'll be when they ask you to also do basketball games. <laughs> Would you guys be interested in taking over our basketball? And I know you're going to jump at that opportunity. Well, you're not even going to ask me because you already know the answer. Because I already know the answer. Yeah, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> but what did Charles Barkley say? About not why he didn't go to ESPN. You ain't going to work me like a dog and not pay me. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. So I think that will be uh, that, that'll be a good place to wrap things up for today. We're, we're closing in on an hour and a half. You got some basketball to watch. I do. Are you going to watch? Are, are you going to DVR one or are you going to flip? I'll probably sit in the bar and have one on one TV and one on the other. Nice. And I can see both. Bucks and Marquette tonight. Yep. So Bucks we, on the big TV, though. We, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Always. We will let you get to that. Uh, thank you for listening and downloading. And please hit the subscribe. And as always, try and tell somebody and say, hey, give these two knuckleheads uh, a try in the world, in the words of Barkley. So uh, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Josh. And Dan. We will talk to you after Thanksgiving. Have a good turkey break. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Bucks. <laughs>